You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full time in real estate and share with you real life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real life goals. Here we go. It's episode 26 of the It's Real podcast. I'm Andrew Yegi. I'm a real estate agent. And I'm Kayla Callender. I'm a mortgage lender. Kayla, how's it going this week? Fabulously. We're almost to the end of the week when we're shooting this. And even though the weekend really doesn't mean much to us in real estate because we work all the time, it's still a great week. How about you? It has been a fantastic week. I've really enjoyed, you know, the nice weather. I've got a lot of family. I dabble in egg a little bit, a lot of friends in egg. And it's like, boy, all of a sudden, everybody's busy again. Everybody's getting excited about getting back out into the field. In fact, Kayla, I took a little bit of the day off uh, just the other day uh, to do a lot of outdoor projects that I've been neglecting. uh, Grubs really bad in our yard. And my wife has been very unhappy with how our yard looks and even had a friend say, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. You're a real estate agent and you sell houses and your yard is like mostly dead. So I actually went out and got kind of an overseeder from the rental store and uh, reworked the grass. But Kayla, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find grass seed in November. I did having to buy like 10 really, really little bags at Home Depot. <laughs> and then I needed a little bit more for the backyard. So I went to Fleet Farm and- All and, over the place. Yeah, I had, I had to run all over, but uh, I was I was successful in my quest. Well, God, I'm sure the wife was very happy about this. <laughs> she is. She commented, came home, said, wow, the yard looks so much better. So Aww. we'll cross our fingers. I said, you know, no promises. We'll just have to see how everything comes up in the spring. Yeah. Um, but I have high hopes, Kayla. God, I have high hopes for you, Andy. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's doing in your world? Uh, this week, we got a charity gala. Um, TNT um, is coming up next year. But one thing that's kind of similar to that is called the FM Wine and Dine. So you may have heard of both. Um, but the one that we're doing this week is for um, the charity um, event through the village. And so it's like big brother, big sister programs. The village um, is super helpful within our community. So we've got that coming up um, this week. And it's really nice to just, you know, I think people are still in that mindset of a little bit COVID is, you know, they're still used to getting out there. I feel like it's been years, right. but it's always so nice to get together with the community support and rally for the same things. So, um, you know, from Homeward Animal Shelter, TNT Kids Fitness to, I think about, like I said, the FM Wine and Dine that's coming up this week. So many organizations in our community. I mean, there's just so many people there to network and to talk and to share a common goal. Um, so we're going to get dressed up and fancy for that this week. And yeah, it is the season for events and parties and Christmas parties are already beginning. So aren't they? I know my wife and I were just talking the other day. She's like, okay, do you know about holiday parties yet? Because we've got to schedule these different things. We've got to schedule something for my work. And Kayla, I feel like, especially in your world, if it's not a, a gala, it's a golf event. So yeah. It's just a little, <laughs> uh, little, little different seasonality, maybe at, at sweet shots. If yeah. that would really, if they had like a gala there at Sweet Shots, that would be just the ultimate event for you. Yeah. If you're like, right? Heels and golf for me, and just the best of both worlds. Bring a volleyball, we're good. <laughs> I love it. Hey, what are you seeing in the market uh, this week as far as rates are concerned? 
you know, we saw a dip for a while there, um, almost two weeks ago, we saw a dip and it caused a little bit of a rush of, I need to go get approved now. But by the time people had gotten their app in, they're not finding a house in 24 hours. So we saw a little bit of a dip over from like a Friday to Monday. And then last week we saw kind of, a, um, I don't want to say a roller coaster because it, it was like a little baby roller coaster, we'll say. So we saw a little dip and then up a bit. So it's been pretty stable, but you'll see 7.36 is a 30-year fixed average. Again, according to a variety of different lenders based on best case scenario, great credit. So you'll see that we were seeing above eight at one point. So this is- That's nice. pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Nice to see. And I do foresee us, seeing a trend downward here, but I also see it's almost Thanksgiving. It's getting into Christmas season. This is notoriously a slow time for everybody. Yeah. So although I, I don't see applications coming in quite heavily, probably in the next 30 to 45 days, but I'm feeling like we might see a little bit of a slowdown in rates. I mean, the job report is noting that there are signs that we will likely see a decline in rates. I mean, we talked about it last time. If rates come up, I'll be surprised. You never know. Right. But I think if people are serious about getting approved, going through the process, I think that doing that now in hopes that rates will decline into 2024, I mean, your best bet is to get a head start. Absolutely. Are you starting to see things really slow down in your office too, as far as things coming in? You know, we will have our highest unit month in December which is crazy, right? Because it's, you know, year end, but we've seen a lot of people, Andy, get their apps in and sit and sit and sit and sit. And we've seen them convert lately. So not as many apps as maybe a couple months ago, but we're seeing a, a few more conversions. And sure. I think that has to do with sellers being like, okay, I just need to sell this house now. I think inventory uh, for clients that of mine that have been searching, that inventory has been sitting for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we saw some conversions, but I can feel a slight slowdown. Um, people don't want to move over the holidays. They want to focus mm -hmm. on that. So what about you? Are you seeing that too? What are you? What are you yeah. You know, I would say actually, you know, compared to last year, I had more units, you know, on the books this time last year than this year. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, still talking to people, but it just seems like a lot of the, uh, the potential sellers that I'm working with, if they haven't made a decision, I, I do have a few that, you know, may, may come together here soon, but a lot are waiting till after the first of the year, even with buyers. I mean, unless they have to move for work or, you know, death or divorce or uh, relocation for whatever reason, a lot of people are, are kind of sitting on the sidelines or, you know, I've had a lot of buyers come back to me and say, oh man, I, sh I should have jumped uh, at that particular house, I'm really kicking myself. So, nice. I think just I, I think just with overall economic uncertainty, which you know some people say is cliche, I just think a, a lot of people aren't overly motivated right now. And again, people still citing high rates, even though Kayla, you know, we're really in mm -hmm. a pretty good spot right now. Well, and right, depending on the program, depending if it's you know down payment assistance or it's a bond program, I mean, those rates could be lower. I mean, you saw some sixes there, not, not crazy high, just higher than what people have been used to. Right. So I think that's a great, a great segue, Kayla, you know, to kind of talk about our main topic today, which I think 
will focus on affordability and what options are out there. Because, you know, last week we talked about, hey, there's still time to get into a home before the year, before the end of the year. And that's yep. still true, although we're running out of daylight. But a lot of people are still really citing that affordability factor and a big piece of that tied to rate. So I want to dive into the affordability yeah. piece a little bit more. But before we officially or totally abandon rates, Kayla, mm-hmm. um, I want to grab, uh, I had just yeah. seen uh, you had posted a reel yeah. on uh, Facebook that said, hey, a buyers in 1974 said they'd wait until rates drop. They would have waited until 1992. So yeah. I pulled up kind of uh, the 30-year rate chart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really easy to forget about this, that, you know, yeah. in the early 70s, in the 7s, you know, into the 80s, you know, getting up 15, dip down, all the way up to 18. I still haven't come across anyone, Kayla, who's ever said they had an 18% mortgage. Have you? I've heard of people that have, but I haven't, you know, known them well. It's like, yeah, my first mortgage was, you know, in the 16s, but... I mean, they were out there at some point, people were still buying. I know that the common, you know, discussion is, well, yeah, but home prices were so much lower then. Well, yes. And so was your salary. And so was the cost of Halo Top, which is now $8 for a little tiny pint. It used to be five, Andy. But, you know, (laughs) all things things considered. I love it, Kayla. But that, but that was, I mean, that was really great content that, you know, you put out looking at, you know, that yeah. high in the early 80s and then things dropped, you know, and again, citing into the 90s that, you know, then, oh boy, we're back down into seven, maybe the sixes and, you know, onward and onward and upwards. But, you know, the biggest thing, Kayla, I look at, you know, the rate is only one piece of it. And we always talk about how, hey, buy now, buy when it makes sense for you but you can always refinance. But Kayla, I'm starting to see more and more people, um, you know, just from a financial standpoint that they're really in kind of a tough spot and really struggling, you know, to afford that down payment. And even I have more and more, you know, buyers asking for closing costs and concessions because they just can't make it work. And so that's really telling too, in addition to looking at some of the other economic data, the, the credit card debt is through the roof. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, Kayla, it's important for people to know that, you know, there are other options, including grants uh, and loans, you know, in the form of down payment assistance. Minnesota, North Dakota, I'm sure about every state out there yeah. has options. Maybe you can talk a little bit about um, about North Dakota and kind of yeah. what, what they offer. Yeah, so North Dakota Housing Finance Agency, NDHFA is what we call it. They have a variety of programs. A common misconception is you have to be a first-time home buyer, and you don't. Um, there are certain, you know, if you were to hit that compare interest rates option, um, Andy, that third one down, this is just a glimpse of the programs that they offer. And so you see how there's first home, first home start. There's all these things, right? So North Dakota Housing is, first and foremost, they're wonderful to work with. They're located in Bismarck. They understand the state of North Dakota. But the cool part is if you're a first time home buyer, you can get into a home with as little as $500, $500. And based on your income, that is where you are placed into the program. But essentially the gist of it is this, you receive 3% of the loan amount to be used however you'd like. So towards down payment, towards closing costs. Now on here, do you see how the rates get, they start from lower to higher? 
you know, five. They do. They creep mm -hmm. up. So first home and first home DCA, for example, those are um, first home is if you don't get assistance. It's just a program. North Dakota Housing, you don't get assistance. First home start, for example, that is if you're getting to start, get it? You're getting assistance to start. Now, the difference between start and DCA is, for example, is your income. So if you're over a certain income threshold, you're put into the higher rate. If you make under a certain amount and you have, let's just say, three dependents, four dependents, that puts you in a different bracket. It's a lot of info up front here, but essentially my point is, is that we do an analysis to make sure we know, okay, what's your income? How many dependents? And we put you in those categories. Now, the last item is Roots, First Home, um, and then Roots is the other program. So that's if you're a repeat buyer or if you make over a certain income limit. So a lot of program offerings, it's all dependent upon your income and your dependents. So I always encourage people to explore it. It doesn't mean they should go with those programs. And just because they don't get assistance doesn't mean they can't use North Dakota housing. So it, in essence, it's essentially a, a one-stop shop for trying to make sense of lower rates and assistance for buyers. So let me ask you about this really quick on the North Dakota side pertaining assistance. Is yeah. this a grant? Is it a is it a loan like a secondary loan? Is it going to yeah. be both? What does that look like? Great question, Andy. So the assistance that you get, it's prorated over 96 payments. So if you are in the home for 1 year, then 12 months of that 96 is forgiven. And then when you go to sell, what you owe comes off of your proceeds. So if you're in the home for four years versus the total eight, half is forgiven. And if you're in that home and loan for 96 payments, you don't pay a penny back. Whereas some of the assistance programs in the nation, you do pay back in a monthly payment, like a second loan. This mm -hmm. is just like a grant, but you can't just use it and then buy a new house in six months and then just pocket those funds. Sure. But but these programs, that would be kind of a, a similar scenario, even if you put just $500 down that, you know, eventually, you know, you'd, you'd pay it off and some of it is forgiven. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the clients that I have, if they're so 96 payments, so eight years, they will buy a house and they're coming back to me. Let's just say it was three years ago. They come back to me and say, Kayla, we're ready to upgrade. I remind them, OK, it looks like you're going to owe three grand. But their house has appreciated so much, they don't even see it. It's not like sure. it's coming out of their pocket. In 99.9% .9 of the scenarios that I've dealt with, it's coming off of their equity. So it's a really great option for people that need a little bit of help just to start. And even some of these programs, Kayla, I mean, I would assume are there, there are some income limits. I mean, not just anybody can come and apply for one of these great options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the income limits are based on your household. So if it's, if you're married, if your spouse isn't on the loan, we're still going to take into account their income, but also dependents. If you have dependents in your family, your income limit gets to be moved up, meaning you can make more money and not be penalized. So for example, if you start here and you're making, let's just say under 50 grand, you'll be in one program. If you're making up to 90,000, it might be another. And that's where there are income limit graphs based on the county. So if someone's curious, they could go out to the website and look. But for example, my team, we do a whole analysis. We gather all the documents and we tell you because it's important that you know what rate and program you'll be in. 
I really like that, Kayla. And, and one of the things that I really like about North Dakota as well is, I mean, they do a great job of laying everything out, including, you know, looking for participating lenders, which FIBT is on, but then also taking a home buyer education course. Like the state just isn't giving it away, just saying, hey, you know, come and get it. They're really, you know, uh, making you know, people put a little skin in the game and take the time to get educated, Absolutely. which, I mean, we talk about all the time, the importance and how much more successful, you know, individuals who buy or sell a home are with mm -hmm. more education. It's true. It's funny. I actually, I actually have this book here. I bought this book a while ago. It's called Making Mortgage Sense. And I didn't buy it to teach myself something. I bought it to be like, what is, what are people like, what are the things clients don't know? And so I've gone through it. And even myself, I'm like, gosh, if only every buyer could just read, this is Ron Culver could just read this. But the truth is people don't do that. They don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it just comes up so suddenly, but the people that get educated are the ones that are signing on the dotted line, feeling confident, feeling mm -hmm. not just, you know, like, God, I hope I'm doing the right thing they they understand it and when you understand it everything just goes so much so much more smoothly yep absolutely absolutely well kayla those are all really great programs minnesota of course has yeah. some really great programs as well you know i'm just pulling up here in my particular county in ottertail county kayla in fact i was just uh, for the first half of the day at a housing summit for our county which you know some of the big things that we talked about which everybody talks about is affordable housing yeah. and it's not an easy solution it's not an easy fix um, but these are really great tools to have in the tool chest, um, you know, to, to help make housing mm -hmm. more affordable. And so kind of the interesting thing, you know, maybe a little bit more um, of a spread of options and, and North Dakota maybe has some of these as well. But, you know, even in our area, you know, if you're building a home now, there's uh, they've got a big bill tax credit program, 10 to $15,000 in property tax refunds. Um, if you're building, you can get down payment assistance up to $10,000, which in this uh, case is a 0% loan for 5% of the purchase price, you know, up to $10,000. So, you know, it, it's something, yeah. um, you know, there are similar options uh, for those that are buying a home, not just building, talking mm -hmm. about eligibility. The process, I think, in Minnesota is probably a little bit more arduous in that they have kind of a paper application. Yeah. Um, you know, they do partner with lenders in the area, but I feel like, you know, if one thing Minnesota could do, and, and they've done a lot of great things, including, you know, appropriating a, a, a lot of funds uh, on a, a statewide level, to, to offer programs like this and to help build affordable housing to help with things like infrastructure. But mm -hmm. I really like how North Dakota has things streamlined and uh, and how they have, you know, even that home buyer class that that would be so helpful if we could get everybody, you know, housing program or not, but to come and sit through a class if they're going to buy a house, just think of how much smoother the process would go, Kayla. It would. In fact, you know, I almost feel bad for people because, they come in and it's they found a house they're not approved and it's yeah. kind of a, a rush and you there's so much to cover right and yet you're trying to be as you know efficient as possible with them that there's a lot that clients miss out on if they're in a rush and it's a mad dash and you know i, I almost feel bad because they're not getting the enjoyable experience it's almost just here's a high level overview here we go but if people really took the time and educated themselves let's be honest there's tons of videos out there and educational posts to follow and you don't just have to buy a book 
you can follow, I mean, people can follow me on Instagram and, and find out details, but you know, same with you, um, the opportunity to educate yourself as a buyer, if you're not doing it, do it because you're just setting yourself up for future right. success. And if, the mind. I feel like I've seen North Dakota housing commercials out there, but how many people do you think really know about these programs and know that they're out there? I feel like nobody does. I mean, I think they know, I think we talked about this when we first started recording FHA, people would think that means first time home buyer association. No, right. that's a government program, but right. they think first time home buyer means I'm going to get assistance. And that's not always the case. I actually had a conversation with a client um, about an hour ago. It does not make sense for her to get down payment assistance because of her situation. And so people think that they all qualify for a first time home buyer. It's all makes sense. Everything's paid for. And, and the truth is, it's just case by case. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that question. I mean, how, how do you feel about it? Do you think that people are educated in it? No, I, I don't. I mean, I, honestly, I could use more education on it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think even lenders, and, and again, that's where I'll give North Dakota a lot of kudos. And even North Dakota lenders that I've worked with, yourself included, are just very knowledgeable about the programs. But I think the state sets a little bit of a higher bar um, and, you know, maybe on the North or the Minnesota side, you know, there's some more that's being done more independently on a county by county level. So then, you know, they're kind of deciding how it's administered and what hoops to jump through and who to talk mm -hmm. to. But I think everyone could benefit from more knowledge and, and just especially during times like these when, mm -hmm. you know, the economy is a little shakier, rates are perceptually higher. I think yeah. these programs could really you know, help a lot of people. In fact, I know they can. I just worked with a buyer that used one of these Minnesota programs and, you know, it, it, it was basically down payment assistance. So in this individual's case, they put, I think, a thousand dollars down and, mm -hmm. and it's in the form of a, of a secondary loan at a very, very low interest rate, mm -hmm. but it was able to help get that individual into a house, which at that point in time was so important. So I just think about the people out there, Kayla, that they have these big goals or maybe they're in a not so good situation. Wow. Um, just, you know, if, if they knew about these programs, how much better things could be because it would help them get into a house. I agree. I have a lender friend that is, is in the state and they don't offer down payment assistance, North Dakota housing. They don't have any of that. And you'd be shocked at how just a little bit of assistance can help someone just start the process. Or maybe they're just getting out of school and they're starting their career and they haven't saved five grand, but they understand the value of owning versus renting. I mean, they're, I think 50% of the deals I do, Andy, are North Dakota housing. I mean, people want to be educated, so they're referred to me because I'm known as someone that will do that. But also, if they can, they, they see the value of getting a little bit of assistance. Like, yeah, let, let, let this help me. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's all about education and meeting with a lender that's going to explain it. That's the, that's the key. Yep, I like it. So, Kayla, I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, if, if you're out there looking and you're a first-time homebuyer, or even if you're not a first-time homebuyer, um, check into some of these programs that are available, visit with your agent of choice, your lender of choice, really work to get educated because you might be surprised what you qualify for and just how much easier some of these programs may make things for you, especially as it pertains to getting into, you know, a, a home. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, ask the lender, if the lender doesn't bring it up, ask them. 
ask them and they'll tell you maybe it doesn't make sense for you to be in the program, but at least find out the reasons why. Mm -hmm. And as always, we're happy to visit with people. So reach out to Kayla. She's very, very knowledgeable, especially on the lending side. I'm always happy to visit with people as well. But Kayla, I think that puts a wrap on episode 26. We've had a good, concise chat about affordability and some really great programs. So have a great rest of the week and enjoy this uh, last shot of nice weather. I will if you will. We'll see you. All right. Bye, Andy. Oh! <laughs>